0: Hey guys, welcome to Hunter's Quest podcast. This is your host Hunter McWaters. It's great to be with you. Um, And uh, go ahead. First of all, excuse the background here. um, (laughs) You know, usually I have a little backdrop set up, um, but um, you know, as you'll see in the next couple episodes, I'm in the middle of a move uh, with my family. So um, not only am I just kind of getting back from this hunt and getting everything organized, I'm also trying to pack. And we've had some sick kids in the house. And, um, so anyway, I just didn't have time to really throw up the background and, um, you know, it's whatever this is, this is real life. So, <laughs> so excuse the chaos here. But, um, other than that, um, I just wanted to do a, a recap of this Idaho bear hunt that I just got back from with, uh, I was with Mark Livesey and Ryan Lampers, Brad Hunt, and then another guy who you'll meet in a couple of weeks named Kym, who was helping film for Ryan as well. And, uh, it's a great hunt. Came out of there with two different bears. We split off into two groups. I was hunting with Mark and Kyme and Brad and Ryan were hunting together. Um, Each group got a bear. um, And I just came like this close to killing an amazing, really nice bear, which is a whole story too. But um, anyway, um, me and Mark recap in this episode um, his bear, which we called Butterball, because he's a nice little... uh, fat little blonde bear, and uh, if you're listening um, in the second part of the podcast here, if you go to YouTube and watch it, you'll actually see I did some screen shares and kind of shared some sneak peek footage from the hunt, um, so go check this out on YouTube if you're listening, if you're interested in that, but um, uh, so we ended up having like a two-hour conversation um, so I want to go ahead and break it up into two parts and I wanted to kind of get this out as soon as possible while we're still kind of in the thick of bear season. Um, cause so I know guys might be, you know, hitting the road, going out on a bear hunt or, you know, in the office waiting for the weekend to go out there. So I want to give something to you guys that you would enjoy, um, and be really timely, you know, right here during bear season. So I'm going to go ahead and release these, these recaps right now. And I'm working on the edit from this hunt, uh, as we speak, Um, so the films will be coming out, you know, this summer, um, from this series, as well as a bunch of other bear hunts that, that we did kind of as a team, uh, with Brian and Ryan and Mark and Brad and those guys. So, um, it was awesome hunt, very tough, very steep, lots of challenging weather. Um, but this first episode is me and Mark, um, really talking about killing, um, kind of getting into the hunt and all that stuff and what we were doing. And then we really tell the story of killing his bear. And, um, you know, with anything Mark does, it's just chock full of really good information and takeaways and tips and tactics. So it's a story, but there's also tons of really good info in here. Also stuff that I learned, you know, um, this was my first uh backcountry filmed hunt of this length this was my first 10 day fully backcountry you know hike in pack in film for 10 days Um, you know I've done some shorter trips I've done some base camp trips Um, this was the first truly backcountry 10 day pack in filmed hunt Um, so I learned a lot Um, Mark's always full of great info so Um, let's go ahead and jump into this first episode, a couple things I do want to mention real quick. Um, so you see right here, my initial ascent pack, I ran the initial ascent I a six K and actually Mark, we both are running the same pack and it performed beautifully. It, It handled everything we threw at them. Um, you know, you'll hear it in the story, but basically on the pack out on one leg of the pack out, me and Mark were carrying pack rafts and bear meat. I also had a rifle and camera gear. So definitely hundred pounds, if not over a hundred pounds. And, um, you know, obviously I was feeling it in my legs, but I remember even saying to Mark, like, um, I never once even really noticed the weight on my upper body, which is saying a lot. So the packs performed really well. If you are in the market for a new pack, I highly recommend checking out Initial Ascent. Um, They have one frame, and all their packs um, that they offer can fit on the same frame, and the frame is really innovative and really carries a load extremely well. Uh, it was one of the probably the most comfortable pack I've ever used. So check out Initial Ascent, and if you do use the code Quest, and you'll save some money on your pack, and you'll also directly support the podcast and what we're doing here. So I'd really appreciate it if you buy anything from Initial Ascent, use that code Quest, and save some money and help me out. Um, also, if you're looking to stock up on backcountry meals, Heather's Choice. They uh, Heather just put out a bunch of new meal options. Um, so. Um, I have a discount code with Heather as well, which will be in the description field. Um and so check that out. Use my code and uh save some money there as well, and that will also directly support me. I'll have also links to oh, another one I want to mention real quick too is a uh, Guy over at Western Fly Covers. Um he makes great fly uh pack fly covers that I used a lot on this trip and um, we're actually working together on a custom product, something that um, will be coming out soon that I'm kind of helping him develop. So keep an eye out for that. Um, But for now, if you need a pack cover, go to Western Fly, um, check them out. And I have a discount code with them as well. Check out the description for all the discount codes I got on a lot of the good gear that I talk about and we used on this hunt and uh, enjoy this first episode, Um, and then next week, I'm going to go through, um, so Mark got his bear killed, and then on the back half of the hunt, it was kind of my turn, I spotted an amazing, just huge chocolate that's still haunting my dreams, you're going to hear the whole story, but Mark Livesey, who's been hunting bears for a long time, said it's in the top 10 bears he's ever seen, and I came just inches away from from notching my tag on this bear uh kind of a heartbreaker like i say still kind of haunting me but he's out there maybe next year we named him meatball so this this week you're going to hear the whole story of mark's bear and the just grueling eight hour trek that it took us including pack rafts and multiple just it's it was a it was a rough eight hour (laughs) uh day but um Got some great film. Looking forward to sharing that film. You're going to hear all about it. And the next week, you're going to hear all about how almost killed a huge bear for my first bear, but he gave us the slip right there at the end and Um, Anyway, Mark's a great guy, we had a lot of fun, we really bonded on this hunt, and it's cool to hear a podcast uh, from Mark that's not, you know, about e-scouting, so anyway, um, I've been talking for a long time, so I'm going to go ahead and shut up, but go ahead and uh, check this out, jump on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, give me a rating or review if you like what's going on here, and enjoy this episode, and then we'll be back next week to hear about how Meatball gave me the slip, All right, enjoy guys. Yeah, welcome to the Hunter's Quest podcast, and uh, today I'm here with uh, Mark Livesey, who is my partner here on this hunt, just got back from in Idaho, and I uh, want to have Mark on to talk about the hunt and everything, and um, and just have a podcast with Mark Livesey that's not about e-scouting.
1: Man, I was almost <laughs> looking forward to this, because it's like such a nice... A breath of fresh air. We're going to talk about some other real-life stuff, maybe. But, yeah. you know, it's funny. Before we get started, I just want to say right off the bat that I want to apologize that you, you know, you're the new kid on the block, you know, with this now, with this group. And uh, you got punished by being teamed up with the old guy. So, uh, <laughs> I know every time you wanted to start shooting bears across the river, I was like, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um, so, anyway, I just want to apologize for that right off the bat. So,
0: awesome. um, I mean, I, to be honest, I, you know, after we went over and, and did all that to get your bear, I'm not going to lie. I didn't want to do that again either. Um, but also at the same time, if you had been like, all right, yeah, man, let's do it. I would have a hundred oh, percent done know. it. Yeah. I,
1: oh, I know. I know. I tried to be very <laughs> careful with what I said. I didn't want to even, I I'd say things like, Oh, that, that's a small bear. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that bear, he's, he's, it's, it's he's cliffed out. Oh, yeah, that bear. I, I, man, the river's raging right there. I don't think we can get across right there.
0: Yeah, if you had given me any hint of let's oh, go, I, it knew, I been know awful.
1: that's I was, I'm not even joking. I was super careful about what I said because if I would have said anything positive <laughs> about going across, you'd have been, we'd have been throwing the packs on and going across. That's again. true.
0: All right. Well, I'm glad that you admit that straight up front. And, <laughs> um, and so I feel a little bit better. Um, but I will say next time, I don't care what you say. I'm shooting the bear. <laughs> it's like, I gave you this one next time. It's not happening. <laughs> okay. So next
1: time we'll be able to do like, you know, I'm going to take your bullets away at the trailhead and then I'll, <laughs> I'll hand them to you. Um, well,
0: I noticed as, you were plenty enthusiastic about doing it when you were shooting, but then, well, uh, <laughs> I know, you know what? I want
1: to say something about that too. And I feel really selfish about that, but I didn't know the pain. <laughs> Yeah, it was that real. Until I did. yeah. I, it was You real. know I had two bear tags, right? Oh, yeah. So, I could have shot across that river again as well, but you didn't <laughs> see me lining up. Yeah. Uh And on the pack out, dude, it was, we saw so many bears on the way out. I think we counted eight bears on the way out. Dang, dude. It was all we could do is keep. Brad from shooting. I mean, I was—I I thought I was gonna have to take his gun away from him. I mean, and uh, well,
0: dude, I think uh, we're jumping ahead of the story a little bit here, but I think I told um, you. So that morning, the morning I left, um, it was ten day. It was day ten, and I had to kind of get out of there a little early. I didn't know if you guys were coming out or not. So anyway, I packed up. I went to this, this glassing spot that was literally like less than a quarter mile from camp, and I saw this bear that we've been seeing a couple times, and. Um, he wasn't huge, but, and I knew if I shot this thing, it was going to be an extra day and it was supposed to rain and rain was kind of just starting. So I was like thinking about, it. I was like, Oh, should I do it? Should I do it? Had everything packed up already. And I texted my wife on in the in reach. I was like, should I shoot this bear? I only got like, you know, it'll, it'll add an entire day or more onto the trip. And she was like, yeah, just go for it. Just make sure the camera's set. So I was like, all right. So I started just getting all my stuff out, getting my stuff out. When I literally get down, I'm about to shoot. Get the camera set up and as soon as I get the camera set up, he's gone. And then I was just kind of like beating myself up on the way back. And then about halfway back, about four miles down the trail, same thing. I look over, I see a bear, and this time no hesitation. I just start ripping my stuff out of my pack. And it's raining at this point, so I'm, you know, I got rain gear and I'm putting rain gear on the camera get my gun out, get set up. Literally the soon as I get my camera on the tripod and ready to find him. And I'm going to shoot this thing. It's like, it's in my head. I'm going to shoot this thing. As soon as I get the camera up, he's gone again. So I think, I don't know, maybe it was was, the Lord watching out for me. It wasn't
1: meant to be, (laughs) Yeah,
0: that would have been (laughs) a really rough day,
1: uh, man. That was, you know, we weren't really planning to follow you out that day and, um, but we literally sat under that tarp for like three or four hours while you were hiking in the pouring rain. Yeah. And we were sitting under that tarp at camp. And finally we were like, you know, you can only take so many days of rain. I mean, it rained on us every single day we were there now, some days worse than others, but yeah, I mean, am I correct? I think it rained at least a little bit every single day. Yeah. I,
0: I think uh, yeah the only days I, mean, I don't think it rained a little bit were the days we were like was the day we moved camp, which is kind of kind of a grace, I guess, but yeah at the same time, yeah, it rained all like so anyway let's let's kind of attack this a little more chronologically. we're kind of like jumping to the end here, but um so yeah, so we we showed up. Um, I had met you once at the expo and we did a little bit of podcasting, but, um, I'd want to get you back on, but I'm glad it actually didn't work out because if I'd had you back on before this hunt, it probably would have been just another like e-scouting podcast, which (laughs) there's nothing wrong with those, but like, there's plenty of you out there doing that. And I'd actually realized on this hunt, I was like, man, I want to like do a podcast with Mark, not about e-scouting. So anyway, so we met up, uh, I stayed at your house, uh, that first night And um it just kinda worked out where I was sort of paired off with you and then Brad and Ryan and Cim were um were together. So so yeah, man. Um what was that first couple days like for you?
1: Well it actually was pretty cool because um, you know, usually the way we've been doing it is we've been rolling around the mounds with a film crew and two or three of us shooting and it's always who gets to shoot and it's supposed to be who spots the bear kills the bear. Well, unless Lampers is involved. And then <laughs> you got, as you're hiking in Lampers gives you the list, the inventory of the bears that you can and can't shoot. So, you know, on previous hunts, he'd be like, okay, you can't shoot chocolate 2.0. You can't shoot red lightning. You can't shoot uh, meat, uh fat ass. You can't shoot this or that. And I'm like, okay. So, so
0: if you see a tiny bear, you can shoot it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you see a cub, <laughs> um, that's your opportunity. So the spot it and kill it tactic only works if you're not lampers. Um so anyway, he's a a boy, he doesn't play well and he doesn't share well on hunts. The boy's a he's a killer, and uh friendships to be damned when you're in the Elkwoods with uh, Lampers. So it was fun. So anyway, it was really what well, the point was it's really exciting that we had two film crews basically mm-hmm. uh and uh, i don't know why I might there two film crews basically and we were able to do like you know of course we were a team and they were yeah. b team oh yeah and uh <laughs> that was pretty fun i liked the camaraderie of that i liked in reaching back and forth um although Lampers did they did draw first blood yeah but we were not we were not f- far behind and uh so I think we held our own with those guys. We saw yeah. probably as many bears as they did. Um, and we got a bear. They got a bear. Well, also, and, uh, to be
0: fair, I mean, we we all knew going in. So if you're listening, um, the area we were at um, is kind of – separated by a river there's like a river going through the middle i guess of the hunt area i guess you could say right um and so we all knew so most of our camps were on one side and we all knew going in just from the guy's previous experience that there were a lot of bears on the other side of the canyon (laughs) which is we will get into it later but very difficult to get to um so we were even from the beginning, we were sort of trying our best to find bears on our side. And, you know, it may be there's more bears over there. It may also just be they're easier to see because you're on the other side. But we, we were spending our first couple of days trying to get up behind camp. And, and we were doing some, some really serious climbs to be able to get up and get some visibility. They were kind of already looking on the other side. And that was where they found their bear.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, our tactics was, well, d- it's kind of a divide and conquer tactic, you know. I, you know, let's just be honest. I like to take the low hanging fruit. Let's just, you know, and but let's be honest about it. This area, it's not like it gets hunted a lot, but there it does get hunted. You know, we we saw people, the trailhead's busy. It's a it's a heavily baited area. So the bears that were on the trail side of that canyon, they get chased a lot more. Than the bears on the other side. Right. Because you have to. Almost nobody
0: is shooting across this.
1: Well, you know, I'm sure we're going to get to it. And, uh, but just to kind of let the audience know that it's not just a fact of climbing down a thousand feet, crossing over a river and climbing up. It's not that simple. Right. Um, You've got to be, the gear is very specialized. Mm -hmm. You've got to have rafts, you've got to have paddles, you've got to have skill which your skill at paddling is questionable and I've got video evidence to prove it. <laughs> um, but you know, there's, there's some, there's some things that you've got to be ready to do if you're going to try to go after a bear on the other side of that river. Yeah. And uh, so that we were geared up for that. And, um, but it takes a, there's just a handful of dudes that I know personally that would be well, one willing, but two capable of doing yeah. it. Cause it's, I mean, it's da- it's dangerous. Okay, let's it is just dangerous. be honest.
0: It's very dangerous. The slopes
1: are dangerous, especially when it gets wet. Mm-hmm. The deadfall, the dagger—it's all—it's a burned area, so everything's sharp and yep. nasty and rocky. And the river is so dependent on snowmelt mm-hmm. that thing could become a death trap overnight. Yeah. With we got lucky because the weather was cool when we were there, but it could have been—it could have been. So the point is, I'm not trying to make it dramatic. It's just that that's one of the attractions to this area is that we get to kind of if we want to you can go after bears that um on the one side but if you really are starting to feel your oats and you want to try you can go across the other side so we had a couple options yeah so me and you put in some hard days the first Mm -hmm. couple days climbing up that one day we went 15 1700 feet up yeah and then and then the day we killed that bear, we climb up and then had to go back down and then go yeah. down and then back up and back we'll get in the yeah. Um And then. Um, and it's same. like,
0: not, even when you say, I mean, like, you know, you say, oh, we climbed up 500 feet. That really doesn't sound that bad. But like this is like <laughs> I've said it before. It's like 45 degree, like hands and knees covered in deadfall, like just spikes and then like little willows slapping you in the eyeball every well, five. It's tough. It's not the just day like, we
1: came down um that night we were up on that one side we came down, we kind of got cliffed out a little right at the trail and we yeah. literally slid on our butts to get oh, yeah. that, Steve remember that we I literally slide. surfed
0: on my butt down loose rock for like the last seventy five feet.
1: And that's <laughs> you know for guys that kind of haven't done this that's incredibly dangerous um these rocks in these burned areas get exposed they're super sharp they're stick i mean guys when you're 10 miles back and something bad happens like that you you've got to look out for yourself in those kind of situations and we mm-hmm. kind of were in a real sketch spot right there yeah I didn't expect for that to drop off quite like it did and uh but it was it was a it was a it was a it was a, it was a you know, all that bad of a slide, but it could have been, it could have been worse for sure. And, uh, and in that steep country like that, you know, we talked about it a bunch of times when you, if you get overextended and you fall forward, meaning fall downhill, right. It's going to, it's going to, you're not going to stop unless you
0: hit something and it's probably going to be something sharp or very hard.
1: (laughs) It's going to leave a mark. There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah. And so, but I love that country. And in, you know, and that limits the number of people, that also protects the bears. Yeah. You know, the bears can get very old in there, and they can get large. And because they've got everything they need, they've got tons of food, tons of access to water. Yeah, they've got terrain that is that is virtually impenetrable from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So this area is um, is really conducive to finding bears because of all those factors.
0: Yeah, and so. Like you said, it was, it was pretty rainy that first, I can't remember if it was the first day or second day, I think it might've been the second night or something first night. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter, but, uh, it was really rainy and I made the horrible rookie mistake of leaving too many layers on and leaving and putting my rain gear on, um, when we were walking out and I knew that was like stupid, but I figured, eh, we're going downhill. It won't be that bad. Um, and, but it's just so stressful going downhill. And like you said, we got clipped out in that one spot. So it was really like tough getting through some deadfall towards the end. And so by the time I got back, I was soaked all my, and I was also wearing like, I only brought like two mid layers or like, you know, like next to skin layers and stuff. So I basically soaked through all my clothes for like sleeping in and like wearing the next day. And that with that, you know, conditions stuff is not drying out on its own. So um, this is the one night I was really one of the nights I was really thankful. I had a stove and brought that shelter set up because I had to come back and like start a fire and get that rolling to dry out my stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a, you know, I think a, a lot of people listen to these podcasts. There's some good tips in that you just said, you know, so, you know, I, you know, and I'm not saying I know what I'm know what I'm doing or not doing but here's the here's the key it's the same thing when I used to race you know you, you when you did a bunch of training you had to kind of say what you're going to wear for the environment for that day and my rule of thumb is same with hunting you want to when you leave your spot and you're going to start hiking you want, you want to be cold Yeah. you don't want to be comfortable you want to actually be chilly if mm-hmm. not cold because it's going to be a matter of seconds before that's no longer the case and right. You know, with rain gear, it's a blessing and a curse, guys. Here's the thing: everybody wants to. When it's raining, the um, mentality would be, "Yeah, let's put our rain gear on." Well, here's the problem: is like you just described. You're going to probably got more wet from the yeah exactly. I probably got more wet from from sweat
0: than I would have because I didn't wear
1: I didn't wear rain gear on the way out, and I got rained on and I got damp, and so I didn't have a stove because I didn't bring a TB, which I probably should have, but I didn't. So what I had to do that night was I just had to grin and bear it. I just zipped up my, got in my sleeping bag with my wet clothes on and I just laid there until my evaporation until, you know, (laughs) until it took care of it. And uh, you know, that's a good tech now. You can't do that with a lot of sleeping bags, but down bags that have um, hydrophobic treatment um, are really good if you got wet clothes now, when I say wet, they can't be like soaking river wet, but if they're damn wet, you can get them in your sleeping bag zip. The key is to zip your sleeping bag up so that your body heat evaporates through the bag. Mm-hmm. And if it does that, it will dry your clothes overnight. Now it's going to be chilly for a little bit, yeah. but eventually you will warm up. And so that was my tactic for a couple of nights on that. So yeah, yeah, the conditions were wet every day. We You had to you know and it was kind of chilly too like you said so we kind of were always battling what do we wear what do we put on we're getting ready to start high i mean it was always a constant decision Mm -hmm. that we had to make on what layers we were going to wear what layers we were going to protect and
0: And, keep dry and this was um this was my first uh hunt with a floorless shelter Mm. so i was getting used to that the kind of the the um it's just different um And there were some pros and cons with that. Like I said, on one hand, there was a couple times where I was very happy to have that because I had a stove. Um, But there were a couple other times where I was like, it would have been nice to have the fully enclosed, mainly with the ticks. Oh, man, uh, we were
1: tick Mageddon, man. uh, Oh, yeah. But
0: um, I will just one note on the shelter thing before we move on. Um, You know, a couple nights we were well just because of the conditions it was extremely humid and the condensation i was in a silex would build up so bad um, and then it would start raining and the, like the concussion of the rain hitting the outside of my silex would actually make the condensation on the inside drop and like it was so it was raining inside my <laughs> silex one morning so i actually that's another morning it get, it was starting to get so bad i started a fire just to dry my stuff out again um, so that's, it's kind of a catch 22. Cause it's like, I'm glad I had that shelter cause I had the stove to dry me out. But at the same time, if I had a double wall tent in like a three season tent, I might not have had those condensation problems. So, but anyway, um, that's just kind of something to consider going forward.
1: You know, m- the last thing on that moisture management guys on that, especially even spring bear. You, so there's a lot of things against us on this hunt with, as far as moisture goes, number one, It rained every day and the humidity was was high every day which made it hard to dry out number Mm -hmm. one number two made it hard to get dry wood as you found out trying to do your stove yeah (laughs) um and so a couple things the other thing was we were camped within yards of the river
0: yeah so the moisture
1: from the river was a pretty intense that was where a lot of your condensation i think in your lights came from not only the rain but just in that super lush high moisture area now our second mm-hmm. camp we were a little bit more away from the river and it seemed and we were more on a hillside where the wind could blow through a little better seemed to be a little better there but yeah moisture management guys is a, is a big deal and uh, if you don't manage it it'll shorten your hunt you you'll, yeah. you'll give up you'll head for the truck you'll be you won't be able to dry out you'll be cold yeah, and uh so learning how to deal with it and learning the steps to take to mitigate mm-hmm. it is, is important stuff
0: yeah after that i was extremely careful because you start to realize like how screwed you could be if literally all your clothing got wet because i mean yeah. luckily like i said i had a stove so i had a chance but there was no putting stuff out in the sun on the strip and drying it no. so what i ended up doing was i always no matter what made sure i had at least one shirt or like a mid-layer that was like not on me, like in a dry bag, like, or even like had some stuff that I knew was dry that I could throw on at least to sleep in, um, at all times. So that's kind of what I did, but yeah, good. But anyway, um, so after, so after that, then it was like the second day is right. We were in that first camps campsite and that's when Ryan and Kime and Brad shot their bear. That's right. Yep. So we, um, we're going to say something.
1: No, no. I mean, yeah they 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 killed a bear really quick um mm-hmm. ryan I, you across know, the river and ryan's not necessarily known for shooting the first bear shows up so i was kind of surprised he he took that bear it was a decent bear I, I haven't seen pictures of it yet but i'm sure it was a good bear and uh but they shot cross canyon did the river thing
0: yeah um, and i just had kaim on the podcast yesterday and got oh, cool. from him. yeah he so Kaim is another camera guy that was working with, with Ryan and this was his first big trip like this and he brought like twelve or fifteen hundred calories per day or something. And he told me like all he had that entire day was like a little bit of beef jerky and like one oatmeal packet or something. And he said like by the end of like the pack out was his like knees were like literally hitting each other. They were shaking so hard and he was like crawling about to pass out a couple times from just lack of energy. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I got to anyway. give him
1: some credit too. he almost every piece of gear he had was borrowed. Mm-hmm. And Ryan said that. Yeah. Ryan was like, yeah, I'll take care of your food. And uh, gave him like 1200 calories a day. And then, so I guess what happened was Ryan gave him some food and it was supposed to be a five day amount of food.
0: Oh, and he was stretched out for 10
1: (laughs) and he he ate. No, but he ate, he, he didn't have it. So I just did a, I just did a YouTube video on this actually um about packing you do it the same way i do but packing your food by day in gallon bags yeah so that you know exactly what you've got to eat right so you i I don't want to say ration but you've got it proportioned out every day it's very important Mm -hmm. on a multi-day hunt i think and he didn't do that so he was just eating 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 right so he ended up eating i think all his days his five days were gone after day three yeah and so he spent a couple of days with just on really low calories and, uh, so I don't know that that's for sure what happened, but I, that was my observation.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I love, like you said, putting all my stuff in one day. So you just know what you have for that day. Also in the morning, you can just grab that bag, throw it in. And you're just like, you're done packing your food and your snacks for the day. Um, so that's or I, if
1: you forget to grab your bag and then you got to eat, um, your partner's food. Yeah. So, so you you know, your I'm food a very experienced backcountry hunter, right? I'm like, right. Got thirty-three years of, and I left camp for a whole day hunting with not one freaking thing to eat.
0: And dude, it was <laughs> it was just like God because that was like the one day that I brought like a ton of extra food for some reason. I don't even know dude, why. Dude, you could
1: have stayed up there for two days with what you had.
0: I know, but that wasn't. That's not the norm. That was the only day that happened. It was just like so. Anyway, I um, unlike some folks, I yeah, shared I, my food with you, Brian
1: and Ryan. Yeah, unlike some other people that we won't name. Yeah, yeah. My my you shared my, with me, and my I philosophy,
0: that. Oh yeah, my philosophy is we're partners, man. I mean, if you're not, well, having, you, you don't uh, have food. I'd expect the same. So
1: well, you uh, you kind of. I mean, I could have made it probably i mean let's be honest i got a lot of reserves on this body i could have made it a day um but i do appreciate that (laughs) you just kind of saved me that day
0: yeah man so uh so anyway um and that bear that ryan shot had a decent amount of fat on it and um the next morning after they brought it back to camp we ended up cooking up some meat and rendering down some fat and frying it up in there and having some of that famous lampers on the trail bear meat fried up and crack it was
1: good it was good. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I just saw a video that a guy posted that was um I think he was at the Bear Summit that we just had and he was doing the same thing. He had seen Ryan do it before and he was doing it, but his meat that was not coming out in the video, it did not look as appetizing <laughs> as what Ryan um did he's kind of the master at that yeah
0: you know he's very simple it's simple but not easy i feel like it's it's a simple way to do it but at the same time you got to have some experience to get it right
1: well you know he understands like the biggest issue is the heat so when you start rendering that fat you've got to do it with very low heat and let it it takes time you got to have patience
0: right you can't just like rip it in you throw that thing
1: on high and throw your fat in there it's going to be it's going to get a rain. a um Almost a burnt taste to it, you know? So he just slow cooked that fat. And man, it was like.
0: (laughs) That famous Lampers patience.
1: It was good, man. It was excellent. Good. I've had it a couple of times now. Unfortunately, the bear we killed did not have a freaking ounce of fat on that thing. Yeah. You couldn't have scraped enough to cook a meal. Yeah. I don't think. There was just nothing.
0: Yeah. But. but anyway, so, so yeah, Ryan, like, he, like, kind of cuts little chunks of fat into his little cup, and then, like I said, very slowly renders that down into just, like, this clear liquid, uh, and then, you know, you could eat the, the cracklings left from that, and then fry it up, and then, um, so after that, then we... Um, well, the plan was Ryan and Brad and the other, and Kai were going to head down the trail and, you know, make sure it was good to go because we, we had the llamas. And so they were supposed to go down and like make, and when I say good to go, like not any giant logs across the trail that the llamas couldn't cross. Um, so that was kind of their, like what they were supposed to do. Um, so they take off and then we go behind them and we go back in about another, what was it, about another five-ish miles or so? Yeah, yeah and, something um, like that. And of course, you know, there were several massive logs across the trail that we did not hear anything about until we just saw. Oh, well, we heard about them. They said, "Oh
1: yeah, we think there's a couple there's a couple sticks across the trail." But I I think you guys can I think you can get around them is right. what they texted us.
0: Which turned out being like 180 year old <laughs> pine trees like across the trail. So anyway, Mark uh, whipped the chainsaw out, and I got some cool pictures of you doing that. By the way. <laughs> Um, and then we we made it. So then we met up with the guys. Um, and it was about from my truck. It was nine miles in, and we were a little bit down from the trailhead. But um, so it was nine miles. We found this nice little hillside, and uh, I mean, you were parked right—literally, your tent was in the trail.
1: Yeah, I was kind of nervous <laughs> that like if, if some horses came through or something, they were gonna have to either stomp through my tent or go around me so um, i just the depression in that trail was like it was i call it the love uh what i call it the love
0: uh love saddle or something yeah whatever
1: it was like perfect (laughs) i had my my two-man tent right in the little swale of that of that Mm -hmm. and i was just like oh it's i slept so good in that spot um, it was just like, I was kind of comforted from both sides. It was like getting, it was like, it was like getting a hug from all night long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was like having Amy there hugging you all night. Yeah.
1: It was just like that. It was just like that. <laughs>
0: um, that's funny. So we did actually manage to find a couple of flat spots. Um, not you were the only one that was, had the love hug on the trail, but yeah, actually ended up being nice for you because we, I was up on this kind of like hill slope and, you know, just, you know how many times you have to like run back and forth to your tent oh, at night man. or whatever. It's just a pain in the butt. But, well, you were also
1: i knew you guys were camped by that there's a big tree that a root system had come up and man that's like that's like the pack rat hotel those things are oh
0: oh thanks for telling me
1: yeah i mean i knew you guys were well lampers had they got into his food yeah they ate some lampers food and then you had some critters in your tent digging holes yeah
0: that's what i was gonna say which is another thing about floorless shelter life that i didn't i woke up one morning I thought I heard stuff sk- skittering around the night before. The next night I wake up in the morning and there's like some fresh dirt everywhere and I was like, that's weird. And then I like lifted up my pants that I put like next to my head, and there was a freshly dug burrow like a <laughs> foot and a half from my face, like where the thing had been burrowing all night.
1: Rookie mistake, I know. Rookie mistake, camping <laughs> on a camping on a root ball. Dude, if that you was the camp only flat spot there. That's what you're going to have critters. They love those things. Interesting. And uh, they, they just turn it? them into, I, well, I mean, it just creates a lot of habitat for them yeah. to ha- hang out in. And, uh, but I knew there was going to be all kinds of animals running around. Yeah. Well,
0: I did use that, that root ball hole as my personal latrine the whole week. So <laughs> we're even, I guess with the rats, but um. so anyway, so then uh, was it the first day the first morning, yeah, I think it was the first morning after uh, we got set up in this new camp spot that was a little deeper in, and and uh, the other guys were going up the ridge into a different spot. But you they were and me gonna were going to spike
1: out. They were going to spike yeah. out for a couple of days. They packed up two or three days of food. Well, except for time. he had one day of food. <laughs> and they hiked up about. I think they went up about twenty five hundred feet. Uh,
0: they were up in the snow. They
1: were up in the snow line. They were, they kind of had forgot about at that point, they had forgot about bears. Ryan had one thing on his mind at that point. He wanted to kill another wolf. And we had turned on the predator call that night. You remember?
0: Yeah. Is that what it was? He got the call the wild to go get a wolf?
1: Oh, as soon as he heard that, we, so what we did, excuse me, what we did was at night, um, before we went to bed, we pulled out the Fox pro <laughs> call that we packed in with llamas. Yeah. Cause in Idaho, electronic calls are legal for bears mm-hmm. and wolves. So we turned that thing on and we, we actually played it. You thought you were hearing wolves, but it was an echo yeah. across the Canyon. And so we did it three or four times. And then all that of a sudden a while, yeah. we had it turned off. We were sitting there for, and we heard him. He was up on the Ridge. And I think that's all it took the next day, Ryan, and them they were packed up heading up the mountain <laughs> And uh, and you
0: so, saw a wolf too back in the other spot we were at.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was man. Oh. Wolves have been my nemesis this season. I had I have had multiple opportunities and I have not been able to capitalize. But you know, I, that's for me. I mean, I love killing bears, but I want to kill a wolf. Is like on my bucket list. For some reason, I have not been able to get it done, and mm. it's been like this monkey on my back on this thing but <laughs> so yeah we saw a really nice wolf you and me did um on the ridge he didn't want to i don't know what was going on i think there was a kill of some kind over there mm. and then we made a move we played the call at night and we heard the wolf they went after it we decided to stay at camp yeah. um well we had to because we had little so, yeah. so we were going to so basically the way it went was they were, had the freedom to go kind of wherever they wanted and backpack. And then we were returning to base camp every day. Yeah. So, you know, you could look at it, you know, either way, I don't know what's harder, but it make both ways have their pros and cons. They had a massive climb to get yeah. up where they were with heavy packs. Right. Yeah. But they only had to do it once. Yeah. Yeah. When you're hunting for base camp and you're returning every day, you're going up and you're going down every day. Yeah. So the wear and tear probably is about the same in the end. We're not carrying quite as heavy a pack. Well, you are, you're carrying so much camera gear. It's outrageous, but uh, your pack was probably double what mine was. And yeah. uh, although my gun was probably, I'm getting the light. I already bought a lighter gun after that. Nice. Hunt. So um, yeah. So that was the tactics. They were doing more of spike camp hunting. We were doing, day trips from right. base camp so
0: yeah and base camp is not like we drove up and camp next to our oh, truck. Geez. this is a nine miles end nine end miles in. Yeah, yeah exactly so it's not like but anyway so so yeah so our plan was to kind of go up uh, halfway up the ridge that they were kind of going all the way up on and um and just get a good glassing but actually we were kind of set up looking across the river to be honest um well or no that was on that wasn't on purpose we were going up there as just like a a, a Brief stop, right? On our way all the way up.
1: Well, we were, there was a basin that we were, that I was interested in Yeah, right behind camp, basically over the ridge from camp. So we actually left from camp and started climbing from camp. Yeah, We didn't go down the trail that morning. We went up from camp and we got about, you know, I would guess, I, I'm just guessing we were about halfway to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And we were probably six, 700 feet, 800 feet up Yeah, somewhere in that range. And we sat down there because we had a good view. And I had my back to the other side of the river because I did not want to look over there. <laughs> and I just, it's like, it's like watching a train wreck, Hunter. It's like, we couldn't stop ourselves.
0: I know. It we're, just looks so good over there. Side, you
1: know, and it's just like, you couldn't stop from so spinning good. around and looking across river. And sure enough, we're sitting there and I look over there and there's a bear. Yep. And I'm like, oh man. And not only was it a bear, it was a blonde bear. And yeah. I'm I, literally never, I have never anything. killed a blonde bear. And for some reason, they've avoided me. They're not that common. And, uh, oh, I got excited. He was a, I mean, he was a good bear. I would call him a medium bear he certainly was not a large or an extra large But
0: no. man, although collar. he did look for some reason I don't know maybe it was the color he looked bit or like the way he was moving I'm looking at a video literally yeah. right now as we speak okay. he, he had a little stomp walk going Yeah, and his butt is pretty big for his body so he looked like a I mean I remember when we were actually I, I remember saying when we were there like whoa he's huge um, of course I'm not the most experienced at field judging bears but he did look big
1: Dude, I don't care how experienced you are. Field judging bears is a deal. Yeah. I mean, it is freaking difficult, and especially when they're by themselves and there's not a lot of reference. Right. And you're looking at them more than five, 600 yards away.
0: Yeah. And, uh, That's
1: tough. but so this bear.
0: He was wasn't ex- small though. He no, was not small. He was
1: medium, maybe medium large. And the color was pounds. just too cool. Oh, it was just unbelievable. You guys I've will seen see it in this video. Of bears He's blonde and he's got kind of chocolate boots like on his lower like he's wearing like he's wearing peaks gaiters. It's almost like he's wearing <laughs> chocolate gaiters. And he had a kind of a chocolatey kind of head. And then he had like a blonde body.
0: Very and light. Blonde
1: back. Oh, it was yeah. so cool. So I already made up my mind. I was not excited about crossing that river, but that bear, I was willing to give it a shot. So yeah, really cool bear. And you actually, I got to give you a little credit here, even with your, you know, what you've said is inexperienced, dude, you were ready to go like immediately. I'm like, let's, let's look at him. Let's some, just make sure he's going to stay because where he was at, he was in a little bit of an opening, Uh but he was surrounded by timber. Yeah. So he could have disappeared like quickly. Right. And if we got over there, so one of the. Kind of back up a little. One of the really negative things about this spot is when you glass a bear on the other side, it's incredibly difficult to cross over and kill the bear on that side.
0: Right. You got to shoot him from this side. You've got
1: to, not, you don't have to, but. Your odds are exponentially higher if you can somehow get within range, find a little ridge or a little extension or a rock outcropping or something. Yeah. And the bear, think about the, you know, you think about the terrain coming down to the river. So the, the closer you get to the river, guys, the shorter the distance of shot, right? Mm-hmm. As you get, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So the higher you go up, the further the shot so a lot of things have to work out. The bear has to be low enough mm-hmm. to create the less distance. And we still needed a little help with an extension of some kind, like yeah. a ridge or something.
0: And yeah, when we first saw him, he was about 800 yards from us. And yeah, we had from to drop, our spot. Right. We had to drop down under the trail, actually. And we got ended up being like a 350, 400-yard shot. But, um, but, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it had to be in the right spot. I mean, I can't imagine – climbing all the way down, crossing that river and trying to find a bear.
1: And once you get, it looks open from the side, but when you get over there, you know what it yeah. looks like. Oh yeah. It's like, it's way thicker than it looks when you're looking at it. Cause remember, like you said earlier, we're looking at a 45 plus degree slope here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're looking into it, right? It's easy to see on a steep slope like that. Right. But when you get over there, it was a tangled mess of everything. Yes.
0: And it looks like you're just like looking straight up. yeah and so i
1: i can't imagine well i don't think ryan ryan's hunted this area before i don't think they have ever crossed that river and killed a bear yeah they've killed a bunch of bears on that side but they almost always have shot them from one side to the other and then went over to get the bear
0: yeah and and i talked to i talked to brian on the phone for like an hour and a half on the way home about the whole hunt and everything and he was like dude you guys should have gone over there, got the bear, and spent the night over there. He said you should have taken camp over there, spent the night over there, and then come back over the next day. That's what he said they do.
1: That's what they do. But our problem is we had llamas.
0: Uh, yeah. And now I could have been.
1: Llamas would have been fine for for overnight. That's not yeah. even a big deal. But you're right. We probably couldn't. But, you know, there's other considerations here. We're yeah, taking was over almost nowhere to
0: yeah and there was almost nowhere to camp over there and we just that wasn't our plan so we just we got a plan and we stuck to it but anyway we're jumping ahead so anyway uh dude I, and i actually was working on edi- editing this part of the video today like i almost want to screen share and show you like some of this footage i got some really good footage of this bear man um and uh oh, just, like, yeah beautiful to, bear I can't
1: wait to see it
0: and um so anyway so we're both Getting excited—it's funny we're talking about this because I was literally putting this conversation together today, and it's like right on my computer here. But um, we see this bear, we both get excited about it. Um, I'm kind of like, dude, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah,
1: you—you're way more excited than me, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> And I I want that blonde bear. I mean, it's like one of my, it was a bucket list bear for me. I've got all kinds of bear rugs, but I do not have a blonde one. So you were like, let's go now. Let's bomb. Let's go. I said, hold on. Let's (laughs) let's, let's make sure he's going to stay put.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: and I, once we saw the way he was milling around and eating, what he kept doing, guys, another tip is when you see a bear go out and eat a little and mess around and come back to the same spot, and you notice how he kept going like in a star configuration. He kept coming back to that same little bitch. I didn't they even keep notice doing, that. Yeah, if you, we didn't even talk about that on the hunt. But when you see them kind of coming back to the same spot, that means that doesn't always mean this. But that means he's really comfortable there. But When they're just, when they're just wandering along a slope mm. and they're just continuing they're in looking a straight for a new spot. line, that, that, mm, that can be more challenging to pin down. But this little guy – well, little guy. This guy, we watched him for as long as I could hold you off. Um, <laughs> he would go maybe 20 yards and come back to that same big tree, yeah. the the log that I shot him behind.
0: And so you was, probably knew that. I didn't – I just figure if he's walking, it's like a deer. They're just going to keep going that way. You know what I mean? Well,
1: they do. They can, and I didn't yeah. want that to be the case because I knew – you know, like we just talked about, dude, it, he was kind of surrounded by some yeah. thicker. Mm-hmm. Th- he could have got away from us real easy. Right. So, and like you said, we still, we had climbed up. So in order to get a shot on this bear, we had to drop six, 700 feet quick. Yeah. And then we had to find a spot to shoot from. Mm-hmm. And that's where, I mean... It was just perfect set. It was like it was made to order.
0: Yeah, it was nice. We got
1: down to the trail, and I was worried about how long a shot it was going to be. And I don't like to shoot bears over 400 yards. I just don't like it. I like to be under 400 yards. And we got down there, and there was this extension that stuck out. Mm-hmm. And that was the key. Yeah, It allowed us to cut another probably 100 yards off that shot.
0: Uh, yeah, and, I think it was about 100, yeah. Yeah,
1: and it was a nice – place to shoot from mm-hmm. so we got out there we got set up you got on the bear and he he stayed put it was really everything just worked out yeah. he did exactly what we needed him to do and uh and yeah i can't wait to see the footage i yeah. think the shot was it was and you were excited setup. too don't, oh, don't i was double. super excited dude let's not let's not yeah. kid yourself i'm so, not trying to be
0: yeah you did hold um, me off a little bit but then and then finally you're like all right yeah i think let's do it and so and so that was all. It took and we kept, we packed up, bombed down, like you said, and got into that spot. I got the camera set up, set up on you, set up on the on my Bear, and uh, also you had earlier in the trip lost the magazine <laughs> yeah. to yeah, your rifle. Yeah, my single shot,
1: my single shot rifle. Yeah.
0: So he literally only had one bullet in and was got to feed another one in if something happens. So, but you. So uh, once
1: I once I got set up, I don't know if you've got this on the video. I don't know what, what kind of wide angle you had, but so the way it worked was I lost my clip. So rookie, but here's the thing. Another mis- another tip, advice, if you've got a gun where the clip can be ejected with a pu- very easily with a push of a button or something, be careful about yeah. strapping your gun with straps to your pack they and where you put those thing. straps. Because what I did was I had my gun at that point was strapped to the outside of my pack mm-hmm. and I had a strap that came across right where the clip was. Well, I guess what happened is it compressed the button and injected my clip, not only my clip, but five rounds as well. Which so in I this was day and missing, age is like I was big. missing half of my bullets and yeah. my clip. So now I'm down to four I think I had four with me. And it was going to be a single shot situation. So yeah. when we set up on that bear. I loaded, I put a bullet in the chamber, closed the bolt, And I had two bullets laying, yeah. laying on the ground right next to me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, thank goodness I didn't have to go, go to him, but I, yeah. I got ready to just in case.
0: Yeah, man. So, but then, yeah, Mark sent it. And that thing like dropped, like I, I actually had the angle on the bear a little wider than I could, you know, I could have zoomed in a little further, but I was expecting, you know, to be the bear to run or move or something. And, um, and so anyway um but yeah you sent it and you can see a little nice little nice little vapor kind of trail in the video and he just dropped
1: well thank goodness because when we got over there where that hold on hold on on. okay well
0: yeah okay yeah you can say you can say yeah we'll talk
1: about the cross but since we're talking about the shot so the shot was it was it was not a difficult shot but it was but it had to be Exact. Because what we were looking at was the bear was across the canyon, about 300 and whatever it was, 50 some yards, Yeah. but he was behind a log
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I had plenty of, I had plenty of, uh, vital area, but I had to make sure that that bullet cleared the top of the log. Yeah. And so when the bullet hit him, he just dropped right behind the log. He never even moved never took a step never yeah. rolled never maybe a little bit but
0: no he just dropped pretty much man.
1: oh kind of fast forward we'll cover the getting over there in a minute probably but when we got over there to that bear and we found that bear i was like oh my gosh if that bear would have rolled another three feet yep he would have gone into this canyon of no return I Yeah, mean, there, was, there was there was one, had one little broken wall. of a time
0: yeah there was like one little piece of a broken log that like just (laughs) caught his body from rolling and it would have just gone off like an abyss
1: oh man i was so thankful because we would have climbed all the way up there and then we would have had to go all the way down to him again then Mm -hmm. we would have had to come back up because our our boats were at a different spot and the river coming out of that drainage was raging you remember it was like rapid city in there boulders There's no way we could have crossed there anyway. Yep. So it was a it would have been a it was a mess anyway, but it would have been a complete debacle mm. if that bear would have rolled off that cliff. But that's what that's oh I'm looking at the screen. Oh you got uh, it up.
0: Yeah, I'm worried though, if I play this, that people are gonna s I think it's recording this. So when we get off the Okay, uh, we'll take a, a look at, can... oh, We don't wanna
1: we don't want to sneak. We don't. Wish, want to, we don't want to I sneak I get, out any video. I know.
0: I wish I could get your reaction of us watching it though, but I, I can't. Anyway, if you're watching on YouTube, this is right before. This is a little sneak peek. This is some. This is some teaser to go on YouTube and watch oh, this instead perfect. of just listening. I Look won't at show the, the, the boots
1: on that guy. I love that. See, I haven't seen this first. I've seen of this. Uh, he just.
0: It's... All right, if we're doing this, I gotta show you a better one. Um, so, this is yeah, this is your teaser to go on YouTube and watch this because I'm giving a little sneak peek of what this bear looked like. That's okay. Um, we
1: could show a sneak peek. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that color on that bear is so freaking awesome. Wait, wait till I get it steadied. Oh, you can see his little brown feet. You can see his brown face. Yeah. yeah. Here's his little stomp
0: walk he's got, too.
1: So, this is what we were talking about, guys. So, that spot right there in front of that log where he's standing right now, he kept coming back to that spot. He would go mm-hmm. out about 25, 30 yards. It's about max, and he kept coming back. So, I was comfortable that we could make a move and get on him. Oh, there he is. He's kind of just stomping in there.
0: It almost looks like he's drunk or something.
1: <laughs> That's but, a, uh, I don't know what, they, what makes him do that. But boars, when they get a certain age, they just – when they get a little more maturity on them they just tend to want to do that a lot and uh that's a you know we talked about that at the bear camps another tip on that is that's another kind of way you can judge bear size and and not only bear size but their maturity levels when they're stomping now it's a subtle stomp when you say stomp we're not talking about like outrageous stomping yeah. we're talking about just a
0: mm. it's like a clumsy like yeah, almost like, like he's like limping said, or like something drunk. yeah
1: When you see him doing that, that's a decent sign that it's, you know, it's he's getting to be a mature bear doing it. Yeah, look at this shot. Oh man, look at that color on that bear. Beautiful. Look at his shoulders. I mean, he got some shoulders on him. Yeah. He's got a fat butt on him, though, too, man. Just like his, just like his.
0: And like, I don't know, it's like that light fur and then like there's like a color gradient in there. It makes him look. I remember when he was standing away from us, you could see his butt and his butt looked really big because of that like color gradient in his fur. So yeah. but awesome. anyway, uh, that's, that's awesome. That's your sneak peek. Uh, <laughs> so if you're
1: if you're if you're listening, to this podcast cool or if you're watching it on YouTube, you get a little special treat on that. Yeah. I can tell you right now, bears like that. I don't want to say they're unicorns, but.
0: You did say <laughs> got, that several times in the video. Uh, they
1: kind of are. <laughs> I mean, I don't know any other better. They're hard to come up. For me, they've been hard to turn up. So yeah. um, it was, I got, I got very, I definitely, was very blessed.
0: Definitely to get unique, that really cool bear. And he had some really cool claws on him. So anyway, you make this nice 350 yard shot, and we're excited. And then we're like, all right, here we go. This is going to be fun. So this was at noon. Like, it was like exactly noon you shot that bear. Well, and so if
1: you, we left, though, about 11. 40 11 30 it took us about 30 minutes 20 20 minutes probably to get down and get set up though yeah so we we shot him we started going after him a little before noon
0: right right but so we shot, shot him, him, him at, at noon, noon right yeah. and then we had to go It was only like i don't know maybe a mile to camp maybe less yeah we had three quarters of a mile something like that to camp to go back And I actually ate a bunch of food because I knew it was going to be a day. Oh, man. I ate a whole mountain house meal, actually. (laughs) That's
1: right. We're cooking up meals. Yeah,
0: because I knew Um, it was in store. And then I literally dumped every single thing out of my pack that wasn't essential, except for for some reason, which I don't know. You can go either way on it. But I did bring my rifle. So I had basically all my camera gear and rifle. But other than that, empty pack, which is still like probably like 35, 40 pounds at least. And we had to grab the rafts so then we head back to where we go and then we start the descent and like you said it's 45 degrees it's sketchy in some spots go by a waterfall so we
1: studied so to back up a little we spent some time studying topographic maps
0: yes you did and we pulled up multiple. i'm glad you were there for that because when you cross over if you don't know exactly where you're going it would be extremely difficult to find it
1: so we pinned that bear perfect Um, so what we did guys, here's another tip. This is a, you know, maybe this is a little bit of a strategy podcast too, at the same time. So the way we did it was we, we knew the range, right? It was 350 yards. That's a known variable. Mm -hmm. So we're able, and we know our exact location, right? Mm -hmm. We can drop a pin. So basically what I did was we dropped a pin in our exact location and we used the root or the line tool to draw a 350 yard line and we took a bearing well I took a bearing from that spot so let's say it was 100 and it was more west so whatever west is I don't remember 270 degrees mm-hmm. whatever so I took a degree and I drew that line on that degree mm-hmm. then I looked at the topography map and I could see the ridge that I thought he was on So when I looked at the ridge that I thought he was on, matched up with the 350-yard line that I just drew on the exact azimuth or the exact bearing, guys, when you do that, it almost perfectly comes out to where the bear was. So then I dropped a pin on that spot, right? Yeah. So because it's critical, guys. When we got over there, it looked different.
0: If you hadn't marked it, we – it would have been we'd have been looking almost for impossible a while.
1: and you yeah. do not want to be looking for a bear on a 45 degree slope right. going up and down up and down up and down and
0: if you're even like 100 or 200 yards off and you get there like that just 100 yards could be hellacious
1: oh dude or impossible so, if it was a cliff not only did we get we marked it and it was we had it marked well but we also knew a couple of other things. We knew there was a wall before we got to it. We knew there was a rock wall. We could see it. Yeah. And I knew that was going to be a formidable obstacle. Now from the side we were on, it didn't look too bad, but once we got over there, it was sketch city. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second. So now that we've marked the spot, we now have to do something else. We've never shot from that spot. We, you and I have never been to that spot. We don't know the terrain, so we can see the river, right? So we glassed the river, and we had freaking horrendous rapids to the north, to the mm-hmm. south. We knew we couldn't do that with the rafts. So we glassed down a little below the bear, and we saw this It looked like a calmer spot.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was my target spot. We knew that that was where we wanted to get to in order to be able to inflate the rafts and go across the river in and that, that was spot, super right? smart
0: because a lot of guys would have just been like all right let's just go and just dropped Dude, off and you, you get there it? and you're like in a level four rapids or something it was
1: waterfalls and yeah. boulders and right. logs and-,
0: and walking down this river is not like hey, walking down the river is like mountain climbing huge boulders like
1: <laughs> so we knew where we wanted to cross but that brings up the last consideration. Now we have to figure out, can we get to that spot? Yeah. So what happens in this spot particularly, and what happens in a lot of cases, guys, is the slope goes down at a reasonable angle, right? Until you get to within hundred yards, let's call it, of the river. Because what happens over time, years and years and years, that river is eroding out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's making this canyon. Well, it gets very it can get incredibly steep right next to the river. Well, yeah. the problem with this spot is the pitch of the slope is steep enough that we can see down, but we can't see all the way to the bottom. Right. So we have to look at the topography map the best we can, and they're not always telling the truth. As but, I
0: learned on the way back. Yeah,
1: as we learned multiple times. And but we knew that so to back up where we shot the bear i knew we couldn't go down right there yeah i knew we were going to be in trouble right below us it looked it was a cliff
0: we couldn't do it i didn't think we
1: could do it like it was cliffed as well so i said to you i said i think we got to go down to that next little ridge and take an angle i'm sorry and, and try to split that cliff Yep. and that's what we did yep. and we just got lucky hunter to be totally honest we got down there <laughs> and there was only one way yeah down.
0: that was the only way
1: and there was we, literally a
0: water i have a shot of it there's a waterfall on the left side and the right was just like another like cliff
1: so we got there and we were able to slip down it wasn't easy but we were able to slip down this chute yeah to the water edge which happened to come out right where the own not only but a decent spot to try to row to try to right. you know paddle across yeah so yeah and so we i'm we, glad
0: i was with you for that man for that whole planning thing to be honest because i'm
1: yeah well let's just back for, up here for Boys, an
0: inexperienced person that's very difficult to find that bear in the real world scenarios
1: well i'm 56 years old hunter okay <laughs> i i try to keep in pretty good shape and i'm out there with you young bucks I can't make mistakes that are that are like you you guys can run up and down those mountains until you just figure it out right yeah well I guess in my old age and my experience I have learned that I need to get the first time right
0: right no (laughs) I'm glad
1: so we we did and and guys some of it was experience I I mean I can't take all the credit on that because some of it was just pure freaking blessing um that it worked out and but you can you know we just talked about it guys you can take your time, think through it, look at the terrain, make some calculated. So yeah. All you're doing at this point is reducing your risks. Mm-hmm. You're not making a guarantee. You're just limiting the variables that are gonna put you in a bad spot. Yeah, And that's basically what we did. We, we tried to remove as many negative variables as we could. And then when we got down there, because I'm telling you guys, what our packs were lighter than they were, but they still aren't light.
0: Because
1: yeah. we had to go over there ready to go, and um, there, I was not looking forward to going down there and having to climb back up and try another angle or another approach. Yeah, no. So no. anyway, we got down there no. and we there. we got to the water edge, and then you lost your phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about that. So we get to the water edge, and we're blowing up we're blowing up pa- uh, pack rafts. Which neither of us have done, right? You haven't done it. Well, yet. I've never blown
1: one of these up. Yeah, so I've neither never one of us has blown one have, up. I've never paddled it.
0: I've never touched one. Um, so yeah, we're both. Done, we're, we're blowing these things up. I'm trying to figure out how to get my camera gear inside so that doesn't get destroyed on the way over. Um, you know, it's a little. You know, like we're in a pretty slow spot, but there's rapids on both sides, and you know, especially for me, I don't have a ton of experience with rivers like that. Like we just don't have those around here, and so. Um. Yeah. It's 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 a little nerve wracking. And then I'm about to cross, or you go over. Yeah, you went over.
1: I went over. I, I felt bad. I'm on the other side watching this unfold, and I knew immediately <laughs> when you held your hand up like a phone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's. I said, right. He's. So
0: I pat my pocket, and my phone's gone. And like, you know, it's not. It's it's definitely not like a life or death thing. It's not a huge deal, but it is very annoying to lose your phone. Plus, I, that way I, I wouldn't be able to text. Uh, well I could, cause I have an in reach. Anyway, it would just be a bummer. Yeah. I would like, it's just a bummer. So anyway, I lost my phone, but my Garmin shout out saved me. Cause it has a find my phone feature. I had a pretty good idea of where I knew it was going to be, but I literally was like, there's no way I'm finding my phone. I was like, dear Jesus, like, just let me find my phone. And so I, I there was a log we crossed and I was like, pretty sure it came out there. Cause I scooted across it on my butt and I Hit my find my phone thing on the watch and it like lights up when you get closer to your phone. And I started searching the area and it was like, I found <laughs> I it. I
1: saw you holding your wrist out down under the log. And yeah, I'm like, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> I didn't know that that's what you were doing. From I was like, what is he doing? And then I kind of figured it out. I'm like, I, I kind of put two and two together yeah. and um, yeah, you found it. Anyway, I, I found impressed.
0: it. So that, yeah, that was amazing. So thank God I found it. Then, um, I, you know, it's my turn. I paddle across the thing and Mark's got some iPhone footage of it. I don't know if he will make it in the film or not, but if not, oh, it's I gonna still want, dude, you gotta, um, by the way, just can you, uh, when we're done, like, can you send me those, those videos and stuff? Yeah. For the, yeah. 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 Oh um, no,
1: you're, you're, it's, a, it's, a, it's got to make the video.
0: Apparently I got a little panicky. Like what did you see, Mike?
1: <laughs> Your eyes were like, so back <laughs> up. So he finds his phone and I can see just this pressure just I, you can almost sense that you relax after that so to kind of back up a little neither one these are these alpaca rafts okay and they're pretty nice rafts but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but they, they've they got some uh, you know there's some nuances of these things you know yes. they are not this is not like uh, and
0: they were Ryan's they were all taped up and stuff. oh so
1: Ryan tells me he texts me he goes yeah so just be careful with the rocks you know don't they get holes pretty easy and I'm like okay we'll be careful and so we get down there, we've never even seen these rafts, right? You and I yeah. have never seen this never raft. Seen I'm hoping all the pieces are there. Like yeah. I don't know how many pieces is required. But <laughs> they're in a stuff sack. That's it, right? Yeah. We we never opened them until we we're on the side of this river. Mm-hmm. So we pull these things out and you were using Ryan's one and yeah, you like pull this thing, you pulled this thing out and I'm looking at it, I'm like, are you kidding me? There is Tyvek tape on the entire bottom of this raft. And he's telling me not to put a hole in his raft. And this (laughs) thing has like 50 pieces of Tyvek tape on the bottom. So I'm like, oh no. I said, are these things even going to hold air? (laughs) And then I start thinking, okay, when we put these rafts, we're going to blow these things up. We're going to put them in 30 degree, 40 degree water the cold water is going to cause them to deflate
0: yeah
1: and they're going to be leaking so i'm like are we going to i said we only have i in my mind i'm thinking we've literally got a few seconds to paddle across this freaking river before we yep. start sinking okay that's in my that's in my head
0: i'm doing another sneak preview here as mark is talking of him crossing the river and <laughs> oh, his seen raft this yet. so Look how, look how gingerly
1: out. I am keeping that raft away from the rocks, Brian.
0: Yeah, you're doing good. I was a little distracted. So the okay, place now is see, not amazing. I'm
1: nice and calm. Got my knife, point my... You
0: were pretty calm, I'm not going to lie. Point
1: to the front.
0: I was... There we go. Yeah, okay. so pretty good crossing.
1: Not bad. I, should I pull it up on the screen share yours, <laughs> <what> we're doing. <laughs> uh, so okay. his wasn't... Guys, I'm just... So I told him, I said, okay, here's a couple of things you got to keep in mind. Okay. You see that rock out there? There was one rock that was going to be a problem. Yeah. I said, don't hit that rock. Okay. Good. Just it,
0: submerged. the
1: Just a little rock, but those are the ones that are going to well, get. Well, it
0: was a you, big right? rock, but it was just coming up to the water. That's line, right. the surface. That's right.
1: I said, don't hit that rock. So either go above it or go below it. Yeah. Go. Okay. Check. Got it. And then I said, okay, Hunter, <laughs> keep the front of your boat pointed upstream, upstream, yeah. At all times, no matter what. Well, Hunter completely ignored every freaking thing I said. So <laughs> I get to the other side. I pull my phone not out. So intentionally, I, not
0: intentionally. Not so, intentionally, by the way.
1: So I'm in a dilemma here, okay? I was so trying I to keep
0: my nose guy, above, like you said.
1: I, I've got this guy that I just met, and he's cool. <laughs> I like him. He's married, got kids. Um, <laughs> I'm filming. I said, do I film him crossing and get the most epic footage ever, or do I try to jump in and help him keep him from dying? <laughs> uh, so I, I had to make this this snap decision, um, and I didn't know until right at the end how snap it was going to be. But so anyway, I'm across hundred launches. Well, immediately he starts paddling like. Like, his life depends on it. And I'm like, <laughs> slow, I'm like, All I'm right. yelling. You can hear it in the video. I'm yelling across, relax, relax. <laughs> Just smooth, you know, go paddle smoother. <laughs> well, you are blasting across the river at way too fast. So
0: I didn't know, I didn't, like, how easy it was going to be to paddle that thing, I guess.
1: I know. They're way easier than you than we thought, right? Yeah. I thought so. I thought, man, this thing is like, you can really cover some ground in these things. Yeah. So anyway, you go too quick. So you're heading right for the rock. And then I say, <laughs> you start reaching for the rock. Um, what?
0: Yeah, I was like trying to like, instead so of hitting let, it, I was trying let, to like let touch go grab the grab
1: You let go of the paddle with one hand yeah. and reached outside the raft, which is an absolute freaking no-no. <laughs> and you push off, you got so lucky. You pushed off the rock and it turned you upstream, which was good. And then the current kind of took you past the rock and you made it, you got past the rock even though it was the only rock you were supposed to not to hit so you squeeze in well then at that moment for some reason you decided i'm going to the bank and the look in your eyes <laughs> you were already paddling quick but after you hit that rock you turned into like a chipmunk in a, in a on a wheel <laughs> That paddles they, they were nothing but a blur oh
0: at my that gosh point.
1: So you turned your boat completely sideways at that point. And that was the that was the at the moment that you almost didn't make it.
0: No, really? I didn't you were even...
1: perpendicular now. You were heading towards the bank instead of keeping forward. So basically what you want to do is keep your front of your boat upstream and just kind of paddle and let it sideways, you know, uh-huh. over to the side. Well, you came straight in hot. And <laughs> then you started kind of, and then you got to the bank and you kind of missed the takeout spot just by a few feet you actually were pretty close and so that's where i was at the moment where do i keep filming or do i jump in and try to help him and uh so i tried to do both and the video's not great at the end but it was, it
0: was uh, it's funny to it me was it's just a blur of the
1: moment but it was it, funny after it was over it yeah was, and to when me, i was just a blur of like yeah i got across oh it was funny it's gonna be it's epic
0: yeah so, so anyway yeah
1: it was great you made it you made yeah. it yeah and uh we both make it we tie up the rafts and uh i don't think i've ever checked a knot like twice (laughs) because i'm like we can't come back here and not have a
0: boat (laughs) and if you remember well no it's okay my my boat was like in deflating it was almost like halfway defloated deflated by the time i got across too so the tyvek tape wasn't completely holding on there i'm
1: telling you that boat ryan's got that boat is in sketch condition
0: yeah so anyway and
1: uh, so anyway we, we we tie him up and we start our trek up the up the freaking hill to the other side
0: yeah which and, is not an uh, easy one easy no one. it's not so very steep
1: there's we were trying to pick our roots and and so we ended up getting to the wall that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. which is only i'm looking at my phone and we're like a hundred yards away from the bear yeah and i'm like we're close and we start going up and i'm like <sighs> we're on all fours
0: we're yeah.
1: crawling and I'm like, it's grassy. There's not much to hold on to. There was I one kinda, point
0: I was literally grabbing onto saplings and going on all fours, like climbing. I know.
1: So I backed up. I got. I backed up off. Came back down to you, and I said, I, I don't think we should go that way. Yeah. I said you I went
0: around. Don't,
1: I don't feel good about it. And you're <laughs> I like, well, I'm gonna do it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, buddy. I said, I'm gonna take the. I don't know what way we ended up being harder but I had to go back down.
0: Yours was longer down. but less steep. Yeah, I mine was shorter. Down. I was like I don't want to go down <laughs> and go around that takes a long time. I just want to like crawl up this thing.
1: Well, I wanted to survive. Yeah. And because here's the thing, if you would have lost grip on that slope, yeah. It would it would have been a while before you stopped rolling.
0: That's and where the, the 35 versus 55 thing that's that right. comes that's in. That's where
1: that's where life has taught you lessons <laughs> and you Still got a little. You're a little wet behind the ears still. Um, hey, I made so it. I made it. If your wife could have seen, and you I made it
0: before risk, you, so I have the shot of you walking up on the bear. So, and I was carrying way more weight than you. <laughs> but hey, there's
1: no <laughs> argument there. I was sucking wind by the time I got to that bear. It's all good. I was a freaking sweatball. So Hunter took the high road, <laughs> and I took the low road, and we met. Basically, the bear was kind of the middle of that wall. So he came around the top. I came around the bottom. Yeah. And, and I saw it, fur
0: pretty much immediately. I looked at the log. I was like, yes, there he is. Oh,
1: thank goodness. And um, so it was yeah. cool. It was really yeah. cool.
0: And we cleaned your bear. It was a beautiful bear. We got some cool stuff. You you know, some photos, all that stuff. And it looked like it might start raining. So we were kind of moving. And the yeah, day... Well, and it
1: took so long. It we took knew. a long time. You know, I already looked at the clock and I...
0: It was like four something, 4.30 or something. I
1: knew it was going to be, we were going to be pushing dark by the time we yeah. got back to the trail. Yeah. And uh, so we did a good job on the butchering, but yeah, I think I could have done a little better job if, because uh, when I got home, there was a little hair and I had to clean up some stuff that I normally would not have to yeah. do
0: no time was of the essence oh like, no there
1: was no and this bear was in a freaking terrible spot it just yeah. wasn't a great flat nice yeah. place to skin him out we had to actually drag him over to a uh, a tree well yeah. and put him put him in a tree well in order to keep him from rolling off the freaking cliff yeah and so uh but we you got did, it done
0: you did a good job like as you did a, the a right amount of speed and a right amount of good job because like i said we, yeah we had a long trek back and we needed to get moving we could both sense that like we need to like move a little bit um yeah i think on the way down you were even kind of like you know we could just you know light a fire and just hang out under the tarp and
1: spend the night yeah, <laughs>
0: was, yeah. he's like it's better than breaking your leg just chill out but i was like no nah, i'm getting back <laughs> yeah we
1: and it was the right call we made it back just the yeah. problem the, the way down seemed like we did not take the same line on no, the way we, down
0: we went too far too much straight down right, and then we, we had did. to kind of go along the river a little bit that like, was a terrible and what you said is true is like right next to the river is the worst spot so, that was the hardest in terms of deadfall and rocks and steepness. To so, negotiate. another
1: lesson I think you learned a lot this week on this trip, you mentioned it several times guys, when you're navigating this kind of country, you got to stay out of the crevices. Yes. You got to stay on ridgelines. You got to stay out of the drainages because those drainages are where all the timber and all the brush, remember, it's higher it moisture content. So the buck brush and all the brush grows thicker in those drainages yep. and all the trees are falling towards those drainages. So the ridges can be bad, but the usually the drainages are way worse. Yeah, And so that's when you so get true. stuck in those, you can really, it can be messy. And that's what we ended up. We ended up, like you said, we took a too much of a straight line. And we should have went more to the north and taken that ridge down a little. I don't know if it had been any better or not, yeah. but we made it. It was Either it way. was a little yeah. sketch at the end, but and we've got a whole bear on our backs. And so
0: yeah. we're
1: a lot heavier. We get down the raft back across was way better. We you we both did um yeah.
0: after doing after, it once I was way more right. relaxed doing
1: exactly. it. Exactly. So we got across no problem, and then we started this horrendous hike up to the trail yeah pretty bad
0: we probably had 100 pound packs on
1: yeah yeah I I was we I think we were both probably right at the 100 pound mark you were definitely heavier than me so we get up and you take the lead so you're you're picking the path on the way back and so I'm (laughs) sorry too bad no you did great you did great but I remember we got up to the (laughs) trail i got up to the trail you got up to the trail and you kept yelling back for the old man hey are you okay down there <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, <laughs> yeah i was yeah, checking on I'm you okay dude.
1: i'm just i'm just trying to keep my lungs inside my body so just well just i hang can't
0: on. i can't stand that when you're hunting with somebody and like like i don't know i think western people are like more independent or something or just i don't know i'm trying to keep this positive but like i hate it when people just like just go off and just like, don't even give a crap about where your, their partner you is. Like, like you did. No, I was stopping like every 50 feet, like dude, you okay. You still alive? like, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about guys that just go and don't even ch- like, I wasn't like stopping. Lamper's, like
1: Lampers does. Yeah. Like
0: I was like, at least stopping to check on you. Like you to make sure, sure I wasn't
1: like stroking out or whatever.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, if, if, if something did happen, I'm, that's further that I'm going to have to come back down to help you back up. So.
1: Yeah, well, I was, so I told you there I mean was a it's so of steep
0: like, like you could like you said you could literally at any at any second you could break a leg or impale yourself so that's why like I was just making sure you were still back there
1: well so I had something working for me is I had the trail accurate on my phone okay I had done some pre work oh, yeah yeah and I had routed the trail this is important this is a lesson
0: yeah
1: so I had the trail I knew exactly where the trail was but you did not. Right. So you were using an app of un, that we won't mention, and uh, the trail was wrong on the map, like a lot yeah. wrong, yeah, like, I, like 500 feet in elevation yeah. wrong.
0: We were up to the top, and I was just kind of getting to the point where I was like <laughs> sort of, and I will say, this is, this is absolutely true. I even said to you, I was like, man, I remember my legs really hurting, but my shoulders and back never hurt because we both were rocking initial ascent packs. And you're like yeah you said these packs are money um because oh, man you're, you're with the 100 pounds going up like for that long i was just like kind of used to like any pack is going to cause me some level of discomfort on my back and shoulders this one and i you know i'm being totally honest here like i didn't ever stop and be like oh man my shoulders like it was you know i was thinking about my legs of course <laughs> yeah but like i never noticed the weight honestly on my shoulders back but anyway I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I think I'm close. I think I'm like within 100 feet of the trail. Uh, you know, I, I finally found a game trail that went along Contour on the, on the side of the ridge, like Mark's talking about. It was getting a little better. And because um, like for the first part of the trip, we were walking through stuff that even like an animal would never, like wouldn't be stupid enough to go through. So then I look at my phone. I pull out my, my app and I look at my phone. It says I've only made it halfway up this mountain. And like my... Freaking heart just drops into my guts.
1: But yes. The trail it, it was is misrepresented on the map.
0: Yes. There you go. It and, was uh, it was only a couple feet for me at that point. But, but think but,
1: about that. If you didn't know that, I think
0: all you And I was I was seriously like, I'm not exaggerating. You were in a state was, of depression at that yeah, point. Yeah, I was like really scared and like this is bad.
1: It was <laughs> I I can't overestimate overstress how difficult that last up from the river was with that pack yeah I literally considered and this I've never done it hardly I considered dropping that meat Mm -hmm. and going up and ditching everything and coming back and getting it
0: a couple times you said it and I was like let's just keep going
1: and then I'm (laughs) like okay why would you do that just go just hang in there yeah because i could see the trail i had the trail accurately so i knew i was close but if i would have done what you did and i didn't know and i thought that trail was legitimately not there yeah i probably would have dropped that yeah
0: knee. it would have changed your situation and uh, the only and thing that back, kept me for not dropping stuff was like i don't want to come back here tomorrow that's and right do that. that's, <laughs> that's right. literally was the only thing <laughs> that kept me from not dropping weight but um so anyway we got up there and then like it was it felt really nice to hit that trail but we still had another like mile or mile and a half to get back to camp
1: yeah that's right but at least it was easy walking right Uh, so
0: we got back to camp and that was we got back to camp at 8 p.m so we shot this bear at noon and we weren't like messing around stopping and hanging out like we were (laughs) going the whole time and we got back to camp at 8 p.m
1: it was an eight half hour ordeal and uh You know, and so the next day, dude, my knees, my I have I've been dealing with this plantar fasciitis issue as well. I was feeling it. So we yeah. we didn't do a whole lot the next day and no. it rained all dang day almost anyway. It was so it actually yeah. worked out kind of good.
0: It worked out. Good. Um, it, it, it was one of the it rained almost every day. But this is one of the few days where it actually rained hard, like most of all the like for hours at a time like all day yeah. pretty much
1: so it, that worked out good so we Did had the meet rest. back we hung out at camp kind of recovered and then we're back at it the next day and um yeah it was really great
0: all right so that was the end of the first episode in this two-part series recapping the bear hunt we just got off of um it was amazing Uh, filling a tag on that bear. The footage is really cool. I'm looking forward to sharing with you that will be out later this summer on the Gritty YouTube channel. I'm going to be editing that piece together. I'm already working on it. So I'm looking forward to sharing that. Um, So uh, yeah, you know, next week, we're going to do another episode recapping how I almost killed this huge bear we named Meatball. Um, but he gave us the slip and hopefully we'll be back after him next year, but we'll see. But anyway, tune in next week uh, to hear that story and uh, have a great one guys.